distractions bring gay reactions. The movies aren't the only place they're showing main attractions. Get into action. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Casting from the Closet. We're back. We're back from uh, from a break that was not intentional. <laughs> We're back from a break that we didn't tell you about and just decided to take. No. So we're we're back. The last few weeks have been very busy, unexpectedly. We 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 did a little bit of traveling for some things that were prior planned, and just ended up being a lot more chaotic than expected. Um, and also, I am a student still, and I am in. Well, I'm pretty much wrapping up now. My last week of classes. Last week was my last week of classes, and it has just been constant schoolwork and other work for about two or three weeks now so that's where i've been i haven't been free like at all and i've just been lazy and (laughs) not not super into like recording more side episodes because i'm like i don't want this to be just like a my immortal side episode podcast you know because it's not really what it's supposed to be about jokes jokes on you we're just this is now My Immortal, the podcast. My Immortal, um, the podcast. We don't care about any of the stuff that we did before. We are solely working towards, like, My Immortal now. Yeah, and discussing the the intris- intricacies. Intricacies? Intricacies. You tried. Yeah. I don't know words anymore. Um, I'm off my medication for, like, another couple of months, and I just don't know how to be alive anymore which is another another reason why it's a little delayed um neither it's, of us yeah it's been a while few weeks um and hindsight we probably should have like made a little message or something just probably to be post. like hey it might be a few days um this is not expected but here we are now there is an episode that we're trying to together oh yeah this is casting from the closet by the way i'm Paige, and (laughs) hey whoa you always do this you don't want me to tell these kind people about my life my kinks do you want to know what my kink is my kink is uh drinking weeks old water that was just standing outside in the uh on the coffee table hi my name is alex and mike and my kink is getting eight hours of sleep. Wow, yeah, that's really sexy. Because that is that is a thing that can be done. Wow. Very rarely do you get to play out that kink. I get eight hours of sleep almost every night, believe it or not. Really? I don't, but it's <laughs> fucking my fault, so... It is, it is your fault. Somehow, listen, this is probably like one of the first times in my life that I've ever gotten eight hours of sleep. So when someone's like, wow, good for you... I'm like, yeah, good for me. Yeah, bitch. I, I used to sleep like four hours a night and would fall asleep during classes. So like, this is good for me. Yeah, fuck off. You don't know my life. For once, I'm not failing because I can't stay awake. I'm mm. failing because of other things. Mm, good. We are currently recording in my empty, empty apartment that I just moved out of. So it's going to be echoey as shit, y'all. Um, I'm sure y'all are used to the uh, shit quality of this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, the two people who listen to it, maybe. Honestly, if you come into this expecting like solid quality, you're gonna have to give us a couple years or maybe a better budget, because 
yeah donate to our patreon patreon.com slash casting from the closet if you want a higher quality fucking podcast there's not not any quality worth not not, <laughs> not there's not really a whole lot to donate for at this point um well i mean donate we'll for there. renting out a studio or something like that instead of uh, being fucking on the floor at my empty yeah. apartment <laughs> we could at least get like a nicer mic or something instead of renting out like a studio yeah because we'll see you know once i get my apartment and stuff listen i am just now becoming up close and personal with the rug of my bedroom it's gross it's just disgusting i found two fingernails just on the ground a bunch of divot with a bunch of my roommate's hair and um <laughs> some mystery fluff so that's good so, yeah, today we are going to be talking about the short film and movie, The Way He Looks. Mm-hmm. The, the short film... It's Brazilian. Uh, the short film is actually called I Don't Want to Go Back Alone. I'm not going to try and pronounce the actual like Portuguese title, but the name of the, at least the english name of the short film is i don't want to go back alone well it says today i want to go back alone well that's the translation of the movie oh okay i gotcha yeah and then the movie itself is called the way he looks in english yeah i kind of I, I like that title better it's a little it's a little shorter it's a little bit more catchy mm-hmm. yeah and it's kind of funny because you know blind main character uh-huh. Oh, the way, he the way he looks. looks. He's blind. He doesn't know. So, um, first of all, we're going to do, as always, a non-spoiler summary of the movie, both the movies. Short, short movie, short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the short film, I believe, is only about... 18 minutes? Yeah, 17, 18 minutes, I think. So, it'll be a very short summary. You, I believe you can find it on YouTube. Uh, I think the people who made it have it up on YouTube, I think. Because they're fucking bros. <laughs> and you, I mean, I'm sure you could probably find it somewhere else on the internet, too. But we watched it off of YouTube, and it looked like it was the, you know, the real people who made it. Yeah, same actors. Yeah. So. And I believe it, it premiered, um, I want to say, in 20... I think maybe 2010 or 2012. So, uh... I Don't Want to Go Back Alone is a about 17-minute short film. It was released in like July 2010, it looks like, at a film festival. It's a Brazilian short film. It won the 2011 Iris Prize. And it's about a 15-year-old blind high school student whose name is Leo. His best friend is named Giovanna. They call her G. And G. G. And they kind of do everything together. Um, they sit next to each other in class. She kind of helps him out a little bit with his lessons and things like that. And... There also is a new kid named Gabriel. And, you know, the three start to become closer and, you know, develop a friendship. And, you know, once a once their teacher announces that they need to do a partner project in like same sex pairs instead of like boy and girl, Leo and Gia, uh, Leo and Gabrielle kind of have the opportunity to develop their friendship a little bit more outside of all three of them hanging as a trio. There's really like not a whole lot that we can use as a spoiler-free summary for a 17-minute short film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and chances are things happen and it things, happens things happen pretty quickly. Yeah. So it is I would advise if you really 
really want to like know more about the short film just go watch it like yeah it's go, really good it is really good it's very cute yeah but yeah there's you know this trio of kids one of them is blind and gay shit happens the gay shit happens two of them start to, to develop a, a little bit of a friendship outside the trio a special friendship yeah so yeah um check it out it's pretty cute yeah um so that's a short film there was a full-length movie also in portuguese that was made out of it um like we said earlier it's the way he looks (laughs) it's a pun well not really a pun i guess it's just a play on it's a clever title yeah um (laughs) So basically, it's, it's the same kind of thing. There's uh, Xi and Leo, and they have this friendship. They're very close, obviously. Um, and uh, Leo is blind, and Xi really, you know, helps him out and stuff like that. And uh, then one day, there's a new kid uh, comes in. His name is Gabriel. And, uh, you know, he and Leo, you know, develop a thing. <laughs> and... Um. <laughs> There's, it's longer in that there's more development in, so Leo is, is teased by a lot. He's bullied a lot for being blind and there's a specific, you know, kid who bullies him specifically and, and calls him gay or whatever for, you know, cause uh, lots of blind people, when you lead them, they kind of take your arm. And so he's, you know, he's got Gabrielle's arm and, you know kid makes fun of him for being gay um basically it's it's all that there's a there's you know leo's leo and g's friendship is kind of threatened by the arrival of gabrielle and and how quickly leo takes to him mm-hmm. and there's also a lot of pressure between leo and his parents who uh do not show up in the short film at all leo's parents you know are protective of him and want him to you know, be safe in everything and sort of limit his activities because he is blind. And Leo is 15 and wants to, you know, fucking be, you know, a crazy teenager, go out and do stuff. So there's that pressure too. And it's basically about the the dynamic between uh, Leo and his parents and Leo and his friendship with G. And I think a little bit less about his coming out. It didn't really seem to be about that. Mm-hmm. It's I think a good way to to kind of generally summarize the movie is not necessarily about coming out. It's more I feel like the the romance is part of the plot, but it's not the plot. the only thing. You know, it's also about Leo kind of. It's a coming of age film, so it really is Leo growing up as a teenager, just as a teenager in general, but also a teenager that is blind. And the additional things that he might have to face because of that. How he interacts with his parents. One of the big things about Leo is that he wants to study abroad. And, you know, there might be some difficulty there with figuring out who would want to host a program. Or what comes with being a blind student that wants to study abroad. Because you do need those additional accommodations. Yeah, one of the things that his mom says is, uh, who would host a blind kid? Yeah. Like... Okay, wow, I'm disabled and therefore a horrible burden. Yeah. You know, like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, I I, would be mad at my parents too. Yeah, that's really shitty. I mean, to say right to your fucking son. But but that also is kind of a a plot point to what happens and kind of something that gets developed. 
in the short film, kind of one of the biggest things is just the romance because it's only 17 minutes and they can't really focus on a whole lot. So the biggest thing that they do unpack is the, you know, the romance, but the movie gives them a little bit extra time to develop everything else. Um, the movie was released in 2014, it looks like, so it came out about four years after the short film. Um, and a lot of the stuff that they do in the short film gets expanded on. And I'm assuming now we're like past the summary. Right. We're, so we're, we're starting to talk about spoilers. Yeah, we're um, going to talk about in depth into the into the movies. Yeah. A couple of things that they do unpack in the movie. The romantic subplot kind of takes a switch with Xi's interpersonal problems. It's never really set out right whether or not Xi likes Leo, but it's pretty much heavily it's implied. Pretty clear, yeah. And in the movie, um, well, rather in the short film, there's a little bit of conflict between Xi and Gabrielle and Leo because Leo begins to kind of, I guess, Gabrielle kind of fills Xi's roles. When they start doing that partner project, Gabrielle and Leo hang out a little bit more um, and more and more and more and more and more. And Gabrielle takes Xi's roles of like being his walk home and going to, I don't know, his house or hanging out, whatever they do daily. And Gabrielle kind of replaces her a little bit. And it, you can tell she's not happy. She's really upset Jealous, by this. Jealous, yeah. Yeah. In the movie, or in the short film, they don't really unpack that a whole lot. And in fact, where it ends, she doesn't really seem that upset. She has like a moment where she's kind of off. But by the end of the film, the last scene that she's in, there's no actual like discussion about it. She's back to normal. Uh, yeah. But in the movie, it becomes a very large uh, subplot. And I'm I, trying to find where that is. I kind of like the way the short film did this versus the way the full-length movie did this. Because in the full-length movie, there, of course, is that... Two, at least two instances of that thing where it's like, oh, but what about the straights? Yeah. You know, again, and because, you know, uh, Xi feels bad that, you know, Leo's gay uh, or queer in some way. I guess he never really, he never comes out. That's something interesting of note to really, he just says, I'm in love with Gabrielle. And he never says, I have something to tell you, I'm gay or I'm bi or whatever. Um, Which is interesting because clearly... It's made known that Xi did not know about Leo's sexuality, like at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in in the in the full length movie, it's it's kind of you know, oh, Xi, she's so upset. Oh no, poor Xi. But then in the short film, it's like, oh, Xi's kind of like very she's... surprised and maybe almost like homophobic. But I mean, not, not really. So it, yeah, so it. I I went through. Um, and re- re-reviewed it just because we watched the movie like a couple weekends ago. She, the, the biggest stem to her problems is that she's being replaced. What, in- I, liked, what I liked about the short film was that when she came back to came back to Leo's house to talk to him about, you know, his, his loving Gabrielle or whatever, he just says, it's about him. It's more about him in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's about it's about him being being queer and uh, loving Gabrielle. And it's less about Xi being sad because she likes one of them or both of them or something, you know, is going on with Xi, the straight character. And <laughs> yeah, there's one, one thing that also happens at the party at the end um, after Xi has already left because uh, well, so... While Xi and Gabrielle are in the bathroom, Leo finds himself stuck in a game of 
spin the bottle with uh, a bunch of the other kids and Fabio, who hates him. <clears throat> and Fabio pranks Leo to try Fabio. and kiss. They th- Leo thinks that he's about to kiss some other girl or whatever, um, but they actually have Karina's dog, Cupcake, in their hands the and are like trying to get him to cu- kiss Cupcake instead. Xi manages to catch him right before he does this and pulls Leo outside. No one, no one will let him kiss anyone because yeah. he thought he was about to have his first kiss. Well, um, here's the thing, though. Like, I, neither of us are blind or have any, you know, actual sight impairments. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm not super qualified to, to speak on this. But yeah. my first inclination when I saw that scene where they were holding the pug mm-hmm. up to his face. Here's the thing. If you're actually blind, you fucking know... If there's a dog in front of you I versus like, whether there's a person. I feel like no, though, because. Well, you don't smell the dog. You don't fucking maybe like, not hear smell the like, dog or hear it. But like also it's a movie, you know, and these are a bunch yeah. of loud teens at a party, like at a, a, a party. I can't remember if they shot off the music at that point, but there's just they a did, bunch of yeah. loud, tween- loud teens. And like he just wants his fucking first kiss. His first thought was probably, I thought it was a person. Why isn't anybody letting me kit any? Remember, because they had to tell him later on. Yeah, he didn't know at first that it was a that it was a dog. Yeah, she did not tell him when she pulls him out that it was a dog. They just er- immediately erupt into a fight. And then later on in the movie, she has to tell him that that was what was happening. Um, so I don't think that he knew. It just sounds like he just wanted to, you know, get a little smooch. Like, he wanted to... I mean, same. Be like every other asshole teenager in his classroom. Or not asshole teenager, since some of them were relatively decent. Yeah. It's also right in that scene, because Leo kind of goes off about this to Gabrielle, um, that Gabrielle kisses him. And then he also leaves. <laughs> Gabrielle <Yes>. just leaves <laughs> Leo alone in Karina's backyard. And then we, like, later on flash forward to, like, their camping trip or whatever. And Gabrielle pretends that he was too drunk to remember that night. Oh, yeah. Which was... I mean, it's shame. It's, you know, he doesn't, he's not sure whether, um... Whether it was okay. Yeah. Neither of them are actually super, like, you know... Communicative. Well, so here's the thing. There's, on one side, there's Gabrielle, who likes Leo, Mm -hmm. but doesn't know if he likes them back, and it's the same with Leo. And then... It's kind of like that awkward thing where you're like, I'm pretty sure this person likes me. Yeah. Should I ask them out? But then that other person is thinking the same thing. And then you both think, maybe I should wait until they <laughs> so, ask so me us out. For like yeah, so us for half of our relationship yeah. before we started dating. So uh. and so <laughs> if, if one of you doesn't like, you know... Say something. Do something. Then it's just going to be like this weird, awkward, like... Uh, yeah. thing and, and that's then, basically the whole dynamic between Leo yeah. and Gabrielle like the whole ass time but there's this added you know thing of I don't know whether this person is is actually queer yeah Leo Leo was clearly hurt by Gabrielle pretending well he didn't know that Gabrielle was pretending he's clearly hurt by Gabrielle saying that he couldn't remember um because it was it, it was his first kiss like that was Leo's first kiss the thing that he'd been trying to get for so long and now he's being told that the kid who gave it to him doesn't remember. Yeah, the kid he he's so definitely drunk. into. Yeah, and he's absolutely and, into him, yeah, too. Yeah, and he whacked off while sniffing his uh, jacket. Yeah, we can... Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, it's a very... Like, the whole build-up to the relationship itself is very, like, messy. 
you know, when they go on their camping trip, there's this whole little thing where it looks like Gabrielle has snuck away with Karina um, and that they're swimming naked or whatever, which Leo actually has like a kind of foreshadowy dream about where he uh, has a dream. And I really did like this scene a lot. He has a dream where he thinks uh, he's seeing Karina and Gabrielle like talking and flirting together. Um, and you get like little snippets of words and talking. They're like kissing, talking about like going swimming naked. And when you're watching the scene, there's a lot of like lighting shifts to kind of show that you can't really see faces, but you're seeing more like outlines and blurs, um, a lot of dark, a lot of just like shapes and shadows, but nothing solid. Um, you also see Leo's hands reaching out to them and calling for them. Um, he calls Gabrielle's name more than Karina, obviously. But the way that they did it was very interesting because not only are we seeing the strange dream state, but we're also seeing it in like a way where you can't visually see it. And it's well, just yeah, kind because of that's a, what his dreams would be like. Yeah, and that it was kind of trying to show that to us, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. I want to know, actually, I did not look this up um, beforehand, but I want to know if the the people who wrote and you know directed and filmed this were blind or knew you know had people on the team who were who were blind um it's hard i think to you know have this sort of this intersection of being blind and being gay you know without having yeah you know (laughs) without knowing what it is like especially to be blind and to be a blind teenager i think yeah so the guillerme lobo however you pronounce his name was not blind he they did have somebody who was not blind portray leo and they i mean they obviously took care to make sure that they did it properly because during the movie you know it's done well enough that we question whether or not the character is actually blind like the actor himself Mm -hmm. so it's not poorly done but it it's, for, it's especially if the writer slash directors, uh, whether or not they were blind slash gay, um, it's an interesting choice to make for somebody who is not blind and or is not gay. Um, I think that it it would be really, really cool to find out that this is like a, a, a queer blind person. I think that'd be um, a really, really cool kind of especially in a directorial role, which is uh, highly dominated by, of course, white heterosexual males, you know, uh, able-bodied males. Um, I would really, really like to see a, a blind gay director <laughs> slash yeah. writer. Um, it doesn't sound like the director is gay. Um, he has made multiple films. I think it looks like three, um, or at least helps direct three of them. He might have only made three, actually, now that I look at it. And I don't know if he's gay. My guess is that there probably isn't a whole lot of information out there about it because it sounds like the only other thing that he's done was another short film. Also gay. It looks like uh, also gay, yes. You, me, and him. Right. And I think that might be on YouTube as well. Um, Yeah. But it sounds like he does not have a lot of... uh, The way he looks sounds like it was the first full-length film that he directed. And there probably just isn't a whole lot of information out there about him. It happens, you know, since this is also very recent. You know, I remember, I think I remember when that movie first came out, um, there was a lot of hubbub on Tumblr. 
Because that was Tumblr. back in my Tumblr face. Ooh, Tumblr. Um, and I remember seeing a couple, like, posts about it with pictures and screen caps. And people being like, oh my god, it's so cute. And I never watched it because I didn't have Netflix back then. But it seems to be still, like, a very small uh, production, very small uh, group of people that may have already seen it know that it exists. I think it's a cool film, especially to see the intersections come together. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I really like, uh, I fuck hard with the idea that people who make films about certain groups of people should be a part of those groups of people. So this guy is probably gay, He has or he has made films um, with gay protagonists. Um, unfortunately, that usually means, if you make more than one with gay protagonists, that mm-hmm. usually means you yourself are gay because straight people don't uh, usually fuck with that. Um, right. And to, I mean, and if he is blind, I would like, I would prefer if he were actually blind, um, because you know, yeah. I don't, well, the thing is though, I, I, I would like to say this, I wouldn't put so much focus on that specifically because it sounds like that's not his only film and, you know, not being, I, I'm not saying that you have to be blind to direct a blind film. I think people who aren't blind or people who don't have a certain disability can do a film or really any media well as long as they do their research yeah they but it has you it has to be done well it has to be done well you you do not get a pass if you create a shitty piece of media trying to be more representative or diverse clearly Um, that's why we have this podcast yeah and you fail poorly (laughs) at it um i don't think he's blind and i i'm not totally sure what his inspiration was in terms of like making it this specific story i think it's fantastic That's why I said it was an interesting choice. Yeah, it um, was a very interesting if, if, choice. Yeah. So uh, I do want to talk about the, you know, both the short film and the full-length movie uh, take place in Brazil. And just for some background and some context, I was looking up uh, LGBT rights um, in the history of LGBT, like, oppression and whatnot in Brazil. And I found some interesting stuff. So here's the thing, y'all. Brazil beat us. Mm-hmm. In, in the, well, us is in the U.S. Us. Un- unsurprisingly. Um, it's not that hard. There yeah. are many countries that have beaten us, unfortunately. Civil, civil unions were uh, give, between same-sex couples were given the same uh, 112 legal rights as uh straight couples straight married couples even um in 2011 in brazil in 2013 gay marriage was outright uh legalized um (laughs) for a uh 14 to 0 or i think it was 14 to 1 yeah it was no 14 to 1 yeah it was something fucking huge and ridiculous like it was just let me look at this right now Whereas in the U.S., you know, it was five to four. It was, it, it was very split. Close. The Supreme Federal Court in Brazil voted in favor of granting same-sex couples the same 112 legal rights as married couples. Uh, the decision was approved by 10 to zero vote. Um, and that was in 2011. The 2013 looks like it was 14 to one. Yeah. It, I mean, like, it, 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 here's the thing, though. Uh, Brazil is the poster child for the fallacy of the laws, the the fallacy of, you know, social... The social... laws reflect the public. Yes, the laws perfectly reflect, reflect the public. And, you know, once you pass a law that says X is illegal, then, you know, everybody 
you know, that kind of discrimination ceases to exist, for example. Um, sexism didn't stop when women gained the right to vote. Racism didn't, didn't stop when uh, Jim Crow laws were struck down. Um, and Brazil uh, legalized gay marriage in 2013 and currently has the highest LGBT murder rate in the world. Mm-hmm. In fact, I mean, Brazil is much, much better um, in terms of laws for LGBT people, but again, mm-hmm. the highest murder rate in the world, especially for trans youth and trans women of color, and uh, as it is, you know, kind of a world worldwide trend. Um, this is the reason why we need LGBT spaces, by the way, because clearly, clearly laws do not always reflect or even most of the time or possibly any of the time reflect what actually is happening in the society in which the laws were passed um it's kind of ridiculous Mm -hmm. to say well you know being gay isn't illegal anymore therefore you don't need any lgbt spaces that's not fucking true right and i i actually made a point about this when we talked about love simon was that i remember one of the big things that i heard when the u.s legalized gay marriage was that's all that the gays need. Like, oh, yeah, I remember we won. There were a lot of posts on social media that were like, you need to, you know, just to, to, to the general public, you need to realize that because we have gay marriage legalized does not mean that we're done, does not mean that the fight is up. There's a lot more that needs to be done, a lot more that needs to be understood and recognized. Especially laws, in the trans community. Yeah, and other laws that still need to be passed. And, you know, I brought this up in Love, Simon, because it was kind of the best case scenario with everything. And it's not always about laws, by the way. Yeah, it's not. And of course it's not because it's not about, you know, making this or that illegal or uh, increasing this or that for the sake of diversity. It's not really about that. It's about changing the way people think about things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with media. Media shapes our lives and shapes our perception of the way society functions or is supposed to function and that's incredibly important and that's why we have things you know like uh, encouraging representation right um and also i mean just things like this Mm -hmm. things like pointing out like hey brazil legalized gay marriage in 2013 currently what is it three i think in 2016 or 2017 380 lgbt people were murdered in brazil that is that's not even one per day that's over one per day there are 365 days in a year 380 lgbt identified people were killed of course most of them being trans most of them being trans women that it is just because a law is passed does not mean it is fixed yeah, that problem is so, so far from being fixed. It's so far from being fixed in the U.S., too. Mm-hmm. Our murder rate isn't nearly as high as that. But, of course, there's still um, a lot of violence um, it, it directed towards the LGBT community. Um, and speaking of which, that's why I wanted to kind of bring this up in order to discuss the way that Leo kind of, quote-unquote, came out, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned this very briefly earlier, but, you know, he doesn't say I'm gay. He doesn't, you know, have any kind of hesitation, really. Um, he just says, I think uh, I think I'm in love with Gabrielle. And, you know, this is sort of supposedly in response to Xi uh, telling him that he never tells her about his crushes or whatever, but she always tells him about hers. And supposedly it's because he, you know, yeah, I had crushes on boys. <laughs> 
I don't know, like, if it might be a cultural thing where, you know, in the U.S. it's this big thing to come out, um, or if it just didn't matter in this movie, you know? Leo clearly doesn't have, like, this whole huge support group to worry about coming out to. Um, He's got G, and that's about it. Uh, (laughs) Gabrielle is the only other character, and Gabrielle is the one he ends up falling in love with. In the short film, he doesn't have... Like, his parents don't have, you know, a role. They're not really talked about at all, ever. Actually, when he goes home, they're not even shown. And I think I remember when I watched the short film, like, earlier, early 2018, I was like, where are his parents? Are they, yeah, where are are his they parents? around? <laughs> um, and they have such a big role in the movie itself. Um, yeah, and it's never discussed in the full-length movie. Yeah, it's, um, it's how- not how they c- might react to him yeah. coming out as gay. It's more focused on him being blind. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, the, the, this, they really don't talk about his being gay in itself, um, which, to be fair, you know, you have one relationship, but that doesn't necessarily mean for sure absolutely he's gay. You know, I, I feel like a lot of the kids at the school are probably thinking, oh, whoa, he's blind. And he's in a relationship? Didn't know that was a thing. Because kids are assholes, and they usually think oh, yeah. that sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, because, you know, apparently having a disability means you can never find love. Uh, <laughs> but, they, yeah, they don't talk about it at all. Actually, that kind of... I want to use that to segue into some of the things that they don't cover very well. And, you know, not talking about coming out, because, like I said, it could be a cultural thing. Or they could have just chose not to want to talk about coming out, because... You know, it's clear during the whole movie that Leo is very, very inexperienced when it comes to any sort of sexuality and doesn't really understand, like, you know, he hasn't even had his first kiss until halfway through the movie, at least, let alone, you know, he has a crush on Gabrielle, but there really isn't a huge discussion behind love, let alone, like, coming out and understanding, you know, gay versus bi versus pan versus queer versus all, you know, other possibilities, they scratched the very top layer, and I think the concern was more just this is a love story rather than understanding <clears throat> where you identify and where on the, uh, you know, like on the love spectrum, you're like, I know for sure. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there were no words there that I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> but there, there were some things that they didn't do well either. Um, and one of the things that I want to have a little bit of a talk about is the parents. They do have a lot of conflict. Between him and his parents, that I think is at least started to be covered well. Um, Leo, one of Leo's big things is that he wants to study abroad. Um, And it's kind of implied that, you know, at the very beginning when they kind of introduce that, he talks about, like, he's interested in being in a place where, you know, no one knows who he is. Like, he could even create a new personality for himself. And it's kind of... And that's a very common thing. That's something that I felt a lot, too, when I was a teenager and I was sort of alone. Yeah. Right? That's that's the thing, like, sort of when you're, you know, a, a... sort of isolated and angsty and depressed kind of teenager where you think like oh man I won't at least my thoughts were oh I can go to a new place and create a new me so that people when you know people won't dislike me yeah because when in my view like when you get to know me you don't like me yeah there's he's he's bullied at school yeah you know it's very heavily implied that you know, studying abroad allows him the way to escape and not be, you know, in this environment where he's bullied all the time, but also escape his parents being super weighed down on him. 
it becomes a reoccurring topic. And when he presents the information to his parents that they have an exchange program for, you know, to America for students that are visually impaired, they want to know if he's interested. And he tells them that his parents are like away or can't answer immediately and he needs like a week or whatever. And when he does tell his parents, his dad is interested. And his dad actually kind of is like, well, you know. Um, but his mom shuts it down immediately. She says that, you know, who would want to take care of a blind kid? You know, right. never mind the fact that it's literally a program specifically for the visually impaired. The fuck? Um, and seems like a very common thing, too. I don't know about anybody, you yeah, know, listening to this. But like, yeah, my dad was always kind of more like, yeah, man, go for it. Fucking go for it. And then, you know, your mom, of course, is you who is usually the primary, almost always the primary caretaker mm-hmm. is going to be like, no, what if? this happens or like no i that's you know threatening or bad to me yeah there um there was a scene where uh leo i think did not call his mother or call his grandmother or something he didn't do something that he was supposed to and it involved like letting his mother know where he was and it and she, it was deliberate too it yeah. was a, a deliberate choice that he made because he just wanted to feel more independent yeah he just wanted to like go home and he was like fuck um, off you know what i'm just gonna do whatever i want yeah and his par- his mother flipped out on him and it kind of started this huge argument about you know how he wants to be treated versus how he she's treating him and you know this kind of boils into this whole big study abroad thing and, and who hadn't had that conversation yeah that that argument with their parents right yeah. but imagine also being blind on top of that like having mm-hmm having an actual like impairment and and having that sort of feeling of what i imagine to be you know i there's nothing yeah i do not want to be treated like there's something wrong with me because i'm fine i'm capable yeah and they're not giving him the ability to show that there is a scene about halfway through the movie where leo kind of wakes up his dad and has him help him shave or whatever and they start talking about the study abroad and his dad tells leo that you know it's normal to fight with your parents but it's kind of extreme to want to leave in order to escape the fights also the shaving scene was really cute it was cute um because his dad was so excited to have him like help him shave yeah and that's like male bonding and it was it was just very cute and also he just didn't have any fucking hair on his face and it was like what are you shaving peach fuzz (laughs) yeah what is this um (laughs) you're gonna cut yourself my guy yeah i think that scene was intended to represent an ending to that topic um yeah that's that's pretty much what it was yeah yeah, i just don't think it was done very well because it kind of leaves it on a hanging where it's like oh they're gonna talk about it um and it also kind of was presented that he was interested in doing it like they went to the place you know he showed at least a little bit of interest in actually going yeah i I think it was kind of like a the the connotation was sort of like the ending of the wizard of oz like there's no place like home and it's cool to just you know stay at home Mm -hmm. and maybe things are cool here too yeah which may or may not be a great message because you should go out and experience the world Um, a quick a quick wrap-up would have been great or just like in passing you know there was a lot of implying in the movie where if you weren't on top of it enough you missed it um, yeah, I gotta read those subtitles fast. Y- yeah, you have. If you don't speak Portuguese, you have to be paying attention to everything that is going on, um, and I understand so much Portuguese and understand the dynamics between the characters. Yeah, and I really, really was disappointed that they just never really they focused more on Leo's uh, wanting to be uh, sort of independent and having his you know coming of age separate from his sexuality. Yeah, um, and his sexuality is was more of like a just a, a side 
you know, just like a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think again, it was treated kind of like a kind of like a straight um, <laughs> uh, thing, where oh, like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like a deal, and he didn't have to tell his parents, and he didn't have to worry about his parents or about you know a lot of. I guess he did have to worry about people at school or friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I the whole Gabrielle subplot really didn't have a lot of official traction until the very end of the movie if there was an improved bond between him and his parents to the point where he can talk to them about his relationships it's done too late in the movie to develop it yeah um it kind of seems to be like that that's not really the point of the movie um which is weird because part of the point of the movie is to show the tension between him and his parents right yeah but they don't bring the relationship into it at all um yeah i think you know in the short film it they don't have the parents yeah at all parents are just not there yeah and so it is more focused on it's less focused on him being blind and more focused on him falling in love with this boy yeah um and i and that's why i liked it i liked the way the short film was executed yes in a much I don't know. I didn't like Gabrielle's character. Yeah. Can, um, can in, we, in the full length movie. Yeah. Can we talk? The movie diversified the characters. It gave Gabrielle some flaws. You know, he struggled to really understand what it was like having a blind friend because he clearly has never had that experience before. <laughs> she was given a little bit more rounding and a little bit more character development. Um, and Leo was given some interests. Like, in the Listens movie, Leo likes classical music specifically, yeah. and he quote unquote wants to study abroad. Um, and, you know, they give the characters these little tidbits, little interesting things, but they are still kind of flat. Especially I, Gabrielle's character. Gabrielle just, was boring. Wasn't even a person. He didn't really have any. I think they, they had him where after the camping trip, they went and they, you know, they um, they were swimming at the camping trip and then. Um, Gabrielle and Leo went into the showers, you mm-hmm. know, um, it was and then just them. yeah, and they got naked and they had a scene. It, they had a, a moment where um, Gabrielle kind of was like looking at Leo, and that was pretty much. I mean, I you don't really get inside um, Gabrielle's head, but it's to the point where like he's just kind of like a dude and he's chilling and he goes, well, well, yeah. Gabrielle, doesn't really have it doesn't really do much. Gabrielle was bland, and throughout the whole movie, you know, I thought it was kind of cool, but I liked his character in the short film more because they kind of, in terms of him interacting with Leo and kind of working with him being visually impaired, they kind of made Gabrielle almost a little bit of a jerk regarding it. I remember one scene where he was like, why don't we go see a movie? And Leo's like, I can't. Uh, And he's like, oh, yeah, right. Well, no fucking shit. (laughs) Dude, you literally, you know this kid is blind. And oh, it's funny because they then do go see a movie. They do and go it's see a movie. super cute. They do see a movie, and it's cute because Gabrielle narrates everything that's going on to Leo. Um, and then somebody fucking shushes them. Yeah. Which is um, funny. I, in most countries, in most places, I think there's, um, like, uh, you know, things that you can take to a movie theater, like accommodations for mm-hmm. uh, vision-impaired people to, like, listen to. You can put on headphones or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I guess they didn't. That's have a whole it. other topic altogether. Oh, yeah. Accommodations not... in movie theaters. Oh God, I have no idea. I what would that is. love to impact that sort of a thing and research it more. Um, yes. yes. But there, there are multiple scenes, both before and after that. I think where Gabrielle kind of makes like little comments or whatever that 
you know, suggests that oddly enough, Leo's experiences are not normal. Um, or at least normal to what Gabrielle knows. And Leo doesn't have beef with that. You know, he doesn't get upset about it. Uh, there was one scene and this is kind of like where the whole bike riding thing comes, but there's one scene where, uh, he and Leo are, I think, talking in his room or whatever. And Gabrielle says something like learning Braille is impossible (sighs) for, for Gabrielle because of how difficult it would be. And he was learning it on his own, right? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it was kind of cute if, and, if that was the case. He would he was learning it on yeah, his own. Yeah, I'm mixing up the short film and the the long one. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, and then Leo, he says something like, "What's really impossible is me learning how to ride a bike." And then towards the end of the movie, Aww. they do manage to get Leo riding a bike, um, and he, which wh- is very very cute, and it kind of ties up that line. But mm-hmm. the Gabrielle just kind of, I don't know. Like, I, I felt very disappointed by his character. I, I didn't really feel any sort of emotional attachment. I didn't really think he was all that great. You know, he wasn't special. And maybe that was the whole point, was that he's not special. This is, like, your first teenage love. Yeah. And perhaps the implication of the movie is not necessarily about specifically a gay relationship or specifically being blind, but how those things interact and how... It is when you are a teenager having your first love and also being visually impaired and the struggles that not only come with being a teenager and trying to establish your independence and freedom, but when you have something like being visually impaired, how it affects that and just trying to navigate your first love too, because Jesus fucking Christ, first loves are terrible. Yeah, they're horrible. And I think uh, the the main focus of the movie, the full length movie, um, more so than the short film, Mm was just coming of age like yeah. re- separate from any other issues you mm-hmm. may have whereas i think the the main focus of the short film was the relationship and was kind of like you know he really likes this dude and it's it's kind of like a cutesy little thing yeah uh, but yeah there's i think the full length film does some good with you know, fleshing out the characters and making them a little more well-rounded, which you need when you're moving from 17 minutes to over an hour's worth of screen time. Oh, yeah, you gotta have some more shit to fill in that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't, like... It's not stellar. It's not perfect. But we know what is. Like, it's not... The characters right. aren't something that you will... move. excuse me. Whoa! whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I just, like, tried not to burp. You <laughs> you're just like... You're like John Mulaney. You talk through your burps now. That's what you just did. You have to cut that out. Um, yep. Please. Okay, I'll cut it out. It's fine. Uh, you won't forget them because it's a unique film in itself. But if there are multiple other films like this... My bet is that there probably will be ones more memorable. Yeah. But I like it. I loved the short film. I love, yeah, I the short it film. I loved the first time really I've good. seen it. I loved it the most recent time I've seen it. I loved them both. The movie was cute. Whether or not, you know, I have beef with it, I still think it was cute. And I think that in the end, despite its flaws, it was cute. And I love the representation that they're going for. I love that they're trying to normalize and talk about these teens' experiences. And, you know, show that this is shit that really happens. These are 100% experiences that, you know, kids that are visually impaired go through. Um, and, like, a general coming-of-age story is, like, a teenage yeah. experience. There's plenty of movies like that. But there are probably not a whole lot 
of coming-of-age teen stories about visually impaired people. Right, yeah. And especially not visually impaired gay teens. Yeah. And that's that's cool. I really like that that's that cool. was something that they chose to focus on. It's cool. Like, I, I think it's a very good addition to the collection of queer media that we've got in the world right now. Yeah, it's good um, to good to add to your repertoire. Yeah, it it, it it's unique. Mhm. Uh and I like it. Yeah. So go out, uh get your 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 gay asses out there, go watch this movie, mm-hmm. go watch it's, the uh, the short film as well. Yeah, short films on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Hell yeah. And the at least in the US, the way he looks is on uh netflix um and if you're not in the u.s you can get hola ola or whatever um it's something that you can download for your browser and it gives you uh different countries netflix can we legally talk about that sure you probably shouldn't keep that in there um anyway yeah it's in the u.s netflix uh library it shouldn't take you long to find it i recommend watching it yeah Give it a shot. So, yeah, you've been listening to Casting from the Closet. We're here, we're queer, and hopefully not going to disappear for another three weeks again. Yeah, that'd be neat. Uh, Still full of fear. Always full of fear. You have to keep me on my toes in order to, you know, (laughs) really survive out there. Yeah, honestly, fight or flight. Why not both? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Stay hydrated and do your best, y'all. I'm Paige. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at the serb underscore grl uh don't forget to visit our website uh at castingfromthecloset.com uh you can email us some hate mail at castingfromthecloset at gmail.com yes keep me live with that sweet sweet hate mail i'm alex no social media for y'all to follow just yet um but i'm getting there we'll get that established one day (laughs) (laughs) probably not you've uh don't forget to donate to our patreon yes no matter what, watching the episodes and providing, you know, your listenership and your support is awesome. And we love watching our listen counts go up and knowing that- Oh, we broke a hundred! We broke a hundred! And we love, you know, knowing that there are people out there that want to listen to our podcast and want to support and, you know, give us some some good material. Um, which, by the way, if you have recommendations- Oh yeah, email us from the closet. Email us. Yeah, go ahead and send it over. Um, what is our email again? Casting from the closet at gmail.com. Yeah, go ahead and send us an email. Um, if you you know know us in person and want to just go ahead and send one of us like a message or something, you know if we when if slash when we get to the material that we that you suggest we request, mm-hmm. you know we'll be sure to be like, hey, just our listener or our friend so and so, give you a shout out. He told us to watch this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are always open to taking plenty of recommendations. So, you know, rate us on iTunes. It really helps. We're on Spotify now. Yeah, we're on Spotify. We're on Podbean and Stitcher as well. So, you know, thanks for supporting your local lesbians. Okay, bye. I love you. Bye.